The effects of global disruption are a study in contrasts. While nearly everyone is affected, some industries are reeling, while others are finding new opportunities in challenging circumstances. With so many people working from home and looking for their next show to binge watch and instead of heading out to a restaurant or a concert, the media and entertainment industries have found themselves right in the middle of it all. Today on the Workday Podcast, we're talking about the impact of a worldwide crisis on media and entertainment. I'm your host, Jeremiah Barba, and I'm joined by Mike Chapman. Mike is Managing Director for Media and Entertainment, North America Lead at Accenture. Thanks so much for joining me today, Mike. Thank you, Jeremiah, for having me here. Awesome. So before we dive in, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, and your work in media and entertainment uh, with Accenture? As you mentioned earlier, I serve as our lead for media and entertainment in the North America industry practice, and I've also served as our global lead for media and entertainment strategy as part of Accenture strategy. I've had 20 years of working here at Accenture, uh, largely in the media and entertainment space, and a career in media and entertainment prior to joining Accenture. My work focuses on some of the most strategic engagements for our media and entertainment clients in multiple segments. I've worked in the publishing, print, broadcast, and programmer space, radio and television space, as well as a number of other spaces in the media and entertainment industry, and have served to help our clients launch new products, restructure their operations, and really define where they want to go in the future as it relates to all things media and entertainment. So let's dive in and talk about what you're hearing from media and entertainment leaders about the impact of COVID-19. You know, I mentioned global disruption, and we all, you know, what we're talking about here. How is it affecting media and entertainment, especially across the different segments? Yeah, it's a great question. I would say, first and foremost, all of our clients are really focused on making sure that their employees and their contractors are staying safe. With that in mind, we've seen a variety of impacts across the media and entertainment industry. As a whole, the industry has been impacted a bit more than other industries, given the nature of its offerings. Mm -hmm. We've seen clients go from, in some cases, nominal revenue declines to zero revenue. So, for example, if I look at clients that are in the live events business or theaters or film exhibitors, uh, due to health regulations, those businesses have been shuttered. And in a lot of cases, they they have no revenue coming in. But the impacts are not just limited to those types of businesses. If I look at some of our studio clients, they've been hampered in their ability to produce new content or release new movies. So obviously there are revenue impacts from that. And then if I look at our TV and our radio clients as well, if you think about their advertising businesses, they've been impacted by the effects of their advertisers and or agencies pulling back on spending that they would normally have with those clients due to some of the impacts that their clients are having financially. So as you look at the media and entertainment industry overall, you will see that COVID has had impacts across all segments of the industry and really it sets up different challenges for different types of companies in each segment that they'll have to respond to as we recover. It's so true. The contrast is especially stark, it seems like, in this industry. Huge difference if you're a streaming service, 
or a gaming company, you know, we're all stuck at home and watching lots of things and playing games on our phone and, but we're not going to movie theaters. It's really interesting how companies are adapting and the way things have changed with movies coming out on streaming services that we're going to be in theaters and that type of, of example. What are some of the ways, I mean, that's one example of movie theaters and, and streaming services, but the changes that we're seeing there, but what are some other examples of ways that companies are adapting in the media and entertainment space in this time when, you know, almost everything has changed? Well, as I said earlier, most companies are really focusing on employees first and the safety of their employees, their workers, of the talent. That seems to be a consistent theme that I see across all of the companies. So as you start thinking about how does that, how are the companies adapting, really what you're seeing in a lot of cases is how do I start to do things in a remote or virtualized fashion? So if I look at it from the talent side and we think about, for example, TV or audio production, there was a quick move to remote talent, remote uh, content creation and production. All of the things that you typically would do on a set or in a studio Mm -hmm. together have now been disaggregated and you have those same talent and that same uh, crew of engineers, producers, all working remotely to produce, in effect, the same type of content. As you start to look at the eternal side of our clients' businesses, you look at the different functions and activities that they do to keep the lights on. That includes uh, functions such as ad sales and operations, finance, technology. All of those type of work activities have now migrated to a, a remote orientation as well. And what has had to happen there is actually activities that companies had planned to migrate to more virtualized operations over a matter of years has had to happen in some cases in a matter of days. And last, when you think about the consumer or the audiences, these changes now have presented new challenges and opportunities as it relates to getting to that consumer, whether it's the channels that these companies use to distribute their content the ways that they monetize that content, and the experiences that they deliver around the content offerings that they produce. So you made some great points and you really hit on my next question. Continue to read my mind, which is what are some of the outcomes and reactions for media and entertainment and in two particular uh, aspects? So for consumers, the way that we're consuming media and entertainment now, some of the ways that we are consuming it now, do we think they'll stick in the future? And then also for providers and creators in the space, the way that they're operating. So first off, what do you think about the consumer behavior? Do you think that some of these changes will stick or are we going to go back to how we consumed media and entertainment in the past? Well, you bring up the number one question that all of our clients are trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. What does the consumer look like post-COVID? And what we're starting to see is that COVID has actually, in some cases, accelerated or increased some of the behavioral shifts that we were seeing with consumers as it relates to media and entertainment and in ways that, you know, we never imagined. So as you look at the consumer, the consumer is now consuming record amounts of content, whether it's uh, video content, audio content, news, gaming, learning services. These types of content offerings are seeing increased demand and, in some cases, record demand. One of the questions that we continue to ask ourselves is, well, if 
this trend is sustainable? And will consumers actually want to continue to utilize the distribution channels that they're using now, which in most cases are digital channels? And I think that's one question that our clients are trying to figure out. As you're well aware, this industry has been you know, pivoting to digital over the years. There's still a lot of what I'll call offline behaviors that the industry is supporting. And so the question will be, if it becomes even more digital due to COVID, how do I have a multi-sided business model that allows me to continue to grow and sustain my business while serving the consumer need? When I think about the providers and the creators, that's a different question. Their question becomes, how do I change the revenue curve given these shifts in demand? So as you think about the rapid and record consumption that I referenced earlier, in some cases, our clients have not been able to monetize that consumption to the levels that they have in the past pre-COVID. And so the question becomes, how do you do that? Do I need new business models? Do I need to have new products and services? Do I need to think about different channels, different release windows and approaches as it relates to our content offerings? All of those things are on the table right now for our providers and creators. And they're really taking time to think through how does this play out over the long term? Yeah, it's really interesting because some of these models that were being adapted already, it'll be interesting to see if they if they stick. One in particular, maybe let's unpack a little bit. I'm curious on your opinion on the distributed workforce. We're even hearing, you know, and I'm recording this in, in mid-May, we're starting to hear about large tech companies in particular making the change to let people work from home either you know the rest of the year and definitely and it seems like to me that in some of these models like you need to get back in the office you need to be able to walk over to you know your your animator friend's desk or or work on something with the with the green screen or or record you know motion capture there's things that i know that these large production companies will need to get back into their offices but what do you think about the distributed model and how much that might stick with media and entertainment? Well, I, I think it's a very interesting question in that prior to COVID, there was an assumption that a lot of activities within the media and entertainment value chain could not be done remotely mm. or a lot of collaboration was required in person to actually get to the outcomes that these companies were trying to achieve, whether it was producing a piece of content or executing a workflow or distributing that content. And what we're finding is that COVID has actually forced these companies to go to an experimentation on the topic of remote and virtualized work. And so what you're seeing here is actually a proof of concept that in many cases, some of those things that you thought could not work in a virtual environment actually can be done. And so uh, I think going back to your point around companies uh, potentially having distributed workforces through the end of the year, I think a, a lot of that's going to become the new normal, not just because it's dictated by health reasons, but I think it becomes part of employee satisfaction and you can actually get work done in a remote uh, orientation that you thought you couldn't get done. Sure. I think it'll be interesting to see what, how that adapts and how it changes as we move forward. So let's think practically here for a few minutes. 
what would be some tips in the near term? You know, and like I mentioned, I always like to just kind of put a date in where we are during the podcast. Um, you know, we're in the about the middle of May here because I'm sure things will change even and before we publish this. But what are some tips in the near term for for leaders in media entertainment who might be listening, especially as they look toward recovery and toward that return to work? Great question. I, I think the, there's probably three things that I would advise our media and entertainment listeners to, to think about. I think first is really taking a long and hard look at the COVID behaviors and how they will manifest themselves long term. So what of the behaviors that we're seeing today will stick, will sustain, and that you're going to need to be prepared to respond to and actually support longer term? That would be first. I would say number two is really think about innovation in a different way. And as you come back to the marketplace, think about are there different ways that we can still you know, execute our business and produce great offerings for the consumer in new models or new ways and really rethink the orthodoxies about how content is produced, distributed, monetized that have largely driven this industry for for decades, frankly. And I think the third thing is really rethinking your go-to-market approaches. And what I mean about that specifically is rethinking how do I actually reach the consumer? We've seen here through COVID that uh, the consumer has an appetite to deal direct in some cases, uh, to deal digitally in other cases. And so how do you begin to actually rethink your go-to-market approach as a media and entertainment business to take advantage of that while continuing to operate your core offerings once they come back online? So what are some of the main themes that the clients that you're talking to are thinking about as they start to rev back up production and, and operation? Yeah, it's a great question. We see clients really focused on, I'd say, four big themes right now um, as they look towards the future of media and entertainment and really the reopening of economies globally. I think the first one is really around digital business acceleration. Our clients have seen the impact of COVID. They've seen the satisfaction and the demand that consumers have demonstrated for digital offerings. And so now they understand that they need to satisfy that demand more rapidly than they might have done in the past. So they're really starting to think through what what do I need to do to become even more digitally relevant? The second is really around monetization. And for a lot of our clients, advertising is a key driver of revenue and monetization. And so what they're doing is really looking at advertising sales, advertising operations, and really reimagining how they operate that whole function. How do they sell differently? How do they traffic and price those ads? How do they manage these campaigns differently and do it more efficiently such that they can meet the demands of their advertisers and or agencies even more so given they may be competing for that ad dollar even more competitively than in the past. The third thing is really around virtualization. And we talked earlier about the whole concept of virtualizing the workforce and some of the things that are going to have to happen there. But really, there are opportunities outside of your core workforce to virtualize. And so one of the areas they're looking at is content creation. How do you accelerate and enhance that in a way that you can do even more than you're doing today 
to virtually create premium content that consumers will gravitate to in the future, as well as on the audience side and developing those audiences. So they're thinking about how do you actually create virtual audience development opportunities where you can bring people together, similarly to what you would do uh, in, in a lot of different environments, whether it's a live event or a TV event, et cetera, and virtualize that audience in a way that people can share and experience the joy of watching that, that event or that content. And then last, if you think about what has happened to a lot of the companies that are in the media and entertainment industry, and we talked about this a little earlier, is all of them are experiencing some sort of revenue impacts. And we're seeing a lot of demand for strategic cost management. Our clients are really trying to understand how can they reset their cost base. And what's most interesting about this is that when you think about in some cases, the amount of revenue impact COVID has had to these businesses, the typical cost reduction approaches or the amount of cost reduction that they've done typically in the past is probably not enough. So they're really thinking about are there other ways to right-size the organization or reallocate resources from one part of the organization to other parts, given the shifts in demand. One final question to bring it all together What is the one post-it note size takeaway that you would want a media or entertainment leader to take away from our conversation? Yeah, I'd say the number one takeaway for media and entertainment leaders is to focus on your customer demands. In an era post-COVID, focusing on the customer is going to be more important than ever. The media industry has had a lot of standard ways that they've operated. COVID has proven that those ways may not be the right way to operate to really meet the customer need. And so you have an opportunity as a media and entertainment leader to really look at the customer differently, really understand where that customer is going to go in the future and how your business can reach that customer in a way that your company remains relevant to that customer and you're able to monetize that customer. So I'd say that's the number one posted idea I would have. Focus on customer demands. If you do that, you'll come out of this COVID crisis successfully. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mike. And Jeremiah, thank you for having me. And to all the media and entertainment companies listening out there, do stay safe. And we are looking forward to seeing all of the exciting things that you have coming in the future. This has been the Workday Podcast with Mike Chapman from Accenture. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm Jeremiah Barba, and thanks for listening.